Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, with a tiny can of Coke, it's Adam Markham. Addy, how are you, home? Doing good, Joshy. Yeah, um, not drinking tonight. Not drinking tonight. No. Yeah, you had to bring the hard stuff because you got a little too still tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Laid down uh, to put my son to sleep and uh, just sleep myself. Jeez, how many times do you just just fall fall asleep right there? Is it in the floor? Is it in the bed at least? No, no. Yeah, in his bed. Okay, yeah. good. I was like, hopefully you're not just like, this floor looks comfortable. Well, we've been doing this thing recently where I just put on a little, uh, you know, eight to ten minute video. And then, then like, I usually fall asleep. Just not off to it. <laughs> That's both like charming and wonderful, and also kind of sad. Yeah, it's sad. I've been falling asleep a lot more during uh, during things. You know, it's during true. games. Yeah, I've been uh, those late night ones much harder these days. Yeah, you it's... know, having to go back on the uh, the Game Pass and rewatch it. Look at you. Yeah, Game Pass. Can't miss the game. I've hey, been hearing got some, a pod. some shade about uh, the All Twenty Two. Have you been digging in on the All Twenty, the new All Twenty Two experience? Heard it's kind of trash. Yeah, I mean, I'll check it out from time to time, but it's never been, you know. Hasn't been a huge part of my life. You just yeah. watching the condensed game replays, basically. Yeah, I just want to watch the games and see what you know, just kind of see what what's going on in them. Yeah, well, it's one of those things. Tonight, I said I think you and Allie might have fallen asleep on the couch about the same time. Mm-hmm. She was clocking out about seven fifty nine. Yeah, that was exactly me as well. Yeah, so. It happens. It happens. It happens, but, folks. Uh, hey, don't think for a second that I ain't fired up, boys. He's got a tiny can of Coke, and he's ready to go. Yes, sir. And hey, I do have some beers out there in case I get a little frisky later after, after the break. I did hear you put something down on the stairs. Yes, sir. Didn't know what it was. Yes, sir. We got a fun episode for y'all tonight. We're doing the week three recap pod, and we're going to be talking about some trade targets, Addy. I think at this point, we're not quite there yet, but we're headed, we're getting warmer on the time of the year when people start to check out. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the listens have just plummeted. Yeah, we're just doing this for nothing, essentially, just like our parents are listening. I wish our parents would listen. Yeah. <laughs> not me. It's a lot of things with my parents. <laughs> Miss your dad. But, uh, yeah. We are firmly in the territory of people are are panicked. Three weeks of data, you know, we, we kept the dam from bursting week one. Week two sprung a few leaks. I think the panic, we're fully submerged in it at this point with certain players. So this culminating factor of panic, especially around big name IDP studs, and also people starting to check out, it's a great time to throw some trade offers out there. Oh, yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to hit some guys that are good buy candidates, good sell candidates. We'll see where we come down, what you should be doing with these guys if you have them rostered or if you're looking to make a move for Matty. We're uh, like a quarter of the way through the fantasy regular season. That's true because that's it's sad. 14 weeks now, right? Because yeah. we added another week onto the end. Yeah. So so we did add another. I was mm-hmm. yeah. Someone asked that the other day about our RSO league. We're doing another week. Yes, now for the it is. Season. Yeah, it's eighteen week regular season for the NFL. Of course, the fantasy uh, season stops a week short of that. So seventeen. So fifteen, sixteen, seventeen are your playoffs now. Mm. So you get an extra week. Fun. So it's another reason not to like check out on the season because you got another game to turn stuff exactly around now. Right. So 
yeah, that's, uh, but even with the extra game, I think our natural biorhythms haven't quite synced up with that yet. So folks are going to follow the same regular cadence from past seasons where it's like, all right, easing into October, my team sucks. Time to check out on this thing. Never check out. Folks. Don't check out. Y'all know this for the most part, but never ever do that. I've had, I've had leagues where I start out like 0 and 5, 0 and 6, and I end up making the playoffs, you know? All you have to do is make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Almost and- every year in our main league, it has not been the best team as far as like the number one overall seed that's won. Yep. It's usually just like the wild card oh, that dude. snuck in and gets hot at the right time. I've won that. Yeah, I've done that so many times. Wild card, and then you end up, you know, winning the whole thing. All you have to do, it's it's a three-week tournament from yeah. there, essentially. Yeah. We all have bad weeks in the regular season. Even the top teams do, right? Mm-hmm. So, it just so happens sometimes it's a three-week random stretch. You'd never know what's going to happen. So, don't give up. Keep listening to this pod. Play that never give up drop. Never give up? What yeah. never give up drop is You it? know, the most famous one ever, the Jimmy V. Oh yeah, let me so let me scroll over to board number five. I've got that one over there. Come on, yeah. I did add some back for you. Hold on. I want you to leave those logs in there for me to inspect. I just cut it down a little bit. The music is so intense. But then you have this one that also has background music. Happy Dakota! Thought we'd bring that back if you're trading for a guy, but you Perfect. need to actually look out at. I love it. Love it. Well, let's do some news, Addy, some injury roundups, some snap share. You've got some exclusive for us, don't yeah. you? Yeah, hashtag exclusives. I really still hate it, but it's growing on me. Yeah, it's going to be taking over. Taking no over the industry. So you've got exclusive for us with some double team numbers, and uh, then we're going to hear from Manscaped, and then we'll get into the main segi, which is trade targets uh, here as we enter week four. But let's hit the news here, Addy. And we're starting with some injuries. Kayvon Wallace, separated shoulder, out three to six weeks. Blake Martinez, this was the tough one for IDP managers. Torn ACL, out for the season. And then J.C. Horn, the promising rookie for the Carolina Panthers, broken foot, out two to three months. So probably going to miss, I would say, the rest of the regular season. You saw them trade for C.J. Henderson from the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a piece of news here. They uh, gave up Dan Arnold in a 2022 third for C.J. Henderson in a 2022 fifth. So, obviously, the Blake Martinez news is the big piece of news here. That's wild, though. The Panthers just started to give up on Dan Arnold. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. I think they were trying to throw the announcers a bone yeah. and not make them say Darnold to Arnold anymore. Yeah. Maybe that was you know confusing in-house as well. Yeah. Too close. Too close. Yeah. Um. For the injury stuff, you know, Kayvon Wallace would have liked to have seen him play a little better, you know, considering he had he had you know quite a big opportunity there with um, injuries in that in that um, secondary. But yeah, didn't do much with with the time he had. Now he's out for three to six weeks. So um, you know, hate to see that from a dynasty perspective. Uh, Blake Martinez, that's brutal. But you know, if if you know Tay Crowder's out there on your wire, which he should be. Um, he wore the green dot. He played 98% of the snaps last week, uh, racked up 11 tackles. This was a guy we talked about last year we liked a lot um, when he got a chance to play. So, yeah, Tay Crowder, I mean, I'm in a league where um, we have, like, I think our fab is, like, 500 for the year. I'm, I'm planning on spending $100 yeah. on him. I think that's a good I way think, to look at it. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, he has the Tyrell Adams, Eric Wilson potential. Yes, the guy um, that comes in from relative obscurity. Mm-hmm. 
And in his case, he is just stepping into a primo role. I mean, yep. Blake Martinez has been top five, top six yep. for the past half decade, essentially, for IDP. And maybe, you know, this this is probably good for, like, Jamal Jabril Pe- uh, Peppers. Jabril Peppers. Jabril um, Peppers. <laughs> yeah, just because, you know, they'll, they'll probably use him in the box more. So maybe that, uh, maybe all those safeties get, you know, more normal snaps now going forward. But, yeah, I mean, Tay Crowder is obviously the, the biggest winner here. Yeah, for sure. J.C. Horn, that really sucks, too. Guy that we talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, Had a pick, I believe, already this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, that's 2022 is going to be a fun secondary with C.J. Henderson and and him. That's pretty nice. Pretty good. And then, you know, this defense, I think I saw they were, like, number one in DVOA right now. Um, So what we were saying, Frisky, really like what they had built over there. Silently put together a lot of talent. Yeah. Right? And so this is what we love to see. A couple other pieces of news here. Josh Gordon signing with the Chiefs practice squad after being reinstated. I'm just not going down this road again. I, I, w- I truly do wish Josh Gordon all the best. I hope he can continue his career. I'm not hop- hopping back on any kind of hype train. Just yeah. not doing it. Yeah. Um, boy, what a what a great landing spot, though. We've had this exact same conversation five times now. No, but they've never been that good, though, right? Yeah, they have been. There have been a lot of good landing spots. Not like this, though. You know? and with Jackson Mahomes, bro. I'm just... <laughs> Jackson Mahomes, bro. <laughs> Is Jackson Mahomes now the most famous Mahomes? Yes. I think so, too. Yeah, by far. No, I'm just... I'm not into it. I'm not, I'm not falling for it. But good luck to Josh Gordon. Hopefully, he can make an impact and stay on the field. Uh, guy not on the field for the Lions anymore. Jamie Collins released. They were trying to float this guy... It's it's sort of like a precursor, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's a hard sell with Jamie Collins. Like, we want to get Derek Barnes more opportunity, but hey, you can come trade for. That's clearly a sign you're just going to cut this guy, right? You know, so why would I go to you and be like, hey, I'll give you anything to take this guy off your hands that you're about to cut? No thanks. Yeah. I'll just pick him up off of waivers if I need him. Now I have heard that, so this might throw a little bit of cold water potentially on the Tay Crowder pickup. A lot of people are connecting Jamie Collins to the Giants. Would make a lot of sense. It would. Giants are 0-3. Did they win this last weekend? 0-3. 0-3. Lost to the Falcons on Eli Manning number retirement day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, if you can't get up for that. The the fans booed John Mara, the owner. Oh, wow. So it was just, it's not good. He seems like he's been a bit of a jerk, John Mara, for, I don't know. He's never, I don't know. He just seems like one of those guys that's, that's a... Bit of a dick. Does any NFL owner not come off like uh, yeah, that's true. either it's... an insane person or just like a stiff upper crust white? Doesn't seem like there's a lot of normal ones. No. But, hey, that's how they get the money. At least our owner just does pills. Yes, sir. Goes crazy up in the <laughs> press box. Uh, we can neither confirm nor deny that that is true about Jim Irsay. Is Love he you, doing Jim. okay? Is he... Uh... Has he, he made any... He's, uh, he's, he's hitting out a little bit on Carson Wentz. Uh, before this weekend's game, he was like, yeah, you know, dude's just got to stay healthy. And, oh, yeah, he's not vaccinated, so that's really hurt his availability. So you could tell. I think there's some internal frustration with Ursay t- yeah. directed toward Carson Dunst. Yeah, it's tough. So Sorry, Josh. That's a... Oh, I'm dead inside when it comes to the Colts. We uh, The, the DraftKings over-under for the Colts moved to six and a half. Jeez. I think that's that's about right. I had, them, I had their ceiling pegged at like eight wins. And I think now, especially with Wentz, you know, yeah. already getting banged up, that you know, and Quentin Nelson being banged up, 
got Darius Leonard admitting to a lingering angle, uh, ankle issue. It's just sometimes these things spiral really quickly, and I think six wins, that feels about right. Yeah. So tough. you have to wonder if at some point they're going to shut Wentz down and just try to keep that first-round pick. Surely to God, yeah. I hope so. I mean, that would be the worst if they're, you know. Six and ten, and, and we just or... gave up our first-round pick for a quarterback who's not the answer. Yeah, right. That's, just keep him out there. If they do that, that is just malpractice yeah. on the on the part of Colts' leadership. So hopefully if things really start circling drain, just set Wentz down and keep your first-round pick. So just a couple interesting little nugs here, Addy, I wanted to throw in. John Macri brought this up in our XFFL Slack today. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa is the highest-graded linebacker in the entire NFL through the first three weeks. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And like we were talking about with John, he's not seeing the snaps, so that's part of it. He's not playing a huge complement of snaps. So, you know, if you don't play a lot, there are fewer chances for you to mess up and get graded poorly. Uh, So I think that's part of it, but... I don't remember who it was on Twitter, but put out a... Oh, it was um, uh, Zolak. Benjamin Zolak put out a great tweet today with a highlight reel of JOK plays uh, from that game against the Bears. So go check it out. A lot of fun. Dude just has great instincts. Um, He does get swallowed up a little bit in coverage like John was pointing out, but... Like we were saying, won't you take that over what like Anthony Walker and Malcolm Smith offer you if you're the Browns? Yeah, absolutely. Like every player has drawbacks to a certain degree. I'll deal with the fact JOK is a little bit smaller. Yeah, ninety point one grade. Um, only got sixty six snaps so far. You know, most guys, um, most linebackers that you know are getting eighty to one hundred percent of the snaps have seen like one hundred and fifty. Yeah. So we yeah. need more. Yeah, we'll get more though. Yeah, he played, looks like, 51% of snaps in week three. So, definitely need to uptick that. And I was listening to, you know, the normie pods. I like to see what the NFL analysts out there are talking about as it relates to defense. And I have to pass along this little sentiment here from Greg Rosenthal on the Around the NFL podcast said, the Washington defense has looked like one of the worst units in the league through the first three weeks. And then I know Robert Mays and Nate Tice from the athletic football show have also been very disappointed and discussed at length what they think the issues are for Washington. Yeah, we've been disappointed as well. I mean, the the issues in my opinion, you know, have a lot to do with everything behind that defensive line. Um, but even the defensive line hasn't been as good. The pressures have been way down. Right. Uh Brad, I think Spielberger, the uh contract guy for PFF did a great thread on that today of like where they compare now versus last year, three games in, and it's way down. So they've had a huge regression in terms of pressures. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I mean, that's that's kind of odd, though. But, yeah, I mean, I've noticed that pretty much across the board. With, I mean, everyone outside of Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat's been fine. But Chase Young's been, as we've you know kind of talked about on different pods, a bit of a letdown. Yeah. And it's that's the thing is you can't really – you can't really figure out why, you know, there's really no reason that Mm -hmm. these guys should not be at least around the top half of the league. I mean, for them to be near the bottom, that's just incredibly discouraging with the amount of talent too. It's not like this is a Miami dolphins defense that punched above its weight last year. Mm -hmm. You know, 
This is a guy, this is a, especially a defensive front loaded with first round picks. Yeah. You know, high draft capital invested in these players. Maybe the guys just all got demoralized after uh, Fitzpatrick went out. Could be. They like Heineke, though. Yeah. You know, maybe they got, well, they beat the Giants, though. I was going to say maybe Danny Dimes running all over them. They probably should have. They should have lost that game, though. Yes, truly. They should be 0 3 right now. Yeah. So. Hopefully they turn it around. A lot of good IDP assets on that Washington football team, but not been uh, really returning on the investment as of right now. So, Addy, here's uh, we got the rundown on the rookie snap share watch for week three. Not a whole lot has changed. A couple guys I wanted to draw your attention to. Nick Bolton continues to see a high number of snaps, 79%. Uh, Joe Tryon Shoyinka, I know you're a fan of Joe Tryon. 78% of snaps. I think that's his highest mark yet for the season. Yes. JPP was also out. He's out. So, so that, that makes why. that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Jalen Phillips, nice little uptick here. 59%. I think he'd been hovering down around like 20%. Uh, the big riser, though, Trayvon Merrick, up to 93%. This actually led all the notable rookies here on our list. And the other one, uh, pay only 10%, but had a hamstring injury, mm. so don't panic there. That was why he went out. Richie Grant, though, 0% did not play. Gosh. Was a scratch. On a team that's terrible. terrible. Absolute garbage. Yeah. So, yeah. Still I think, okay, though. Yeah, for Dynasty, not worried. I mean, no one took this guy earlier than the third round. Probably. Nobody was. If you, were, you weren't drafting him unless you were delusional or a Falcons fan thinking, I'm going to plug this guy into my starting lineup, yeah, right? right? It's a stash. I, th- I think, you know, a lot of people probably thought Jeremy Chen just because it was so recent. We saw the – now, we were guilty of that as well. Of like, could this be the guy? Yes. yes, it could be. But then we also brought up in the preseason, Tripp mentioned this on the pod, like, hey, he's running with the threes. Like, mm-hmm. kind of pump the brakes here a little bit. So yeah, we weren't telling anyone to take this guy and redraft. And keep in mind, too, long season. Injuries happen. Oh, yeah. He's going to get a shot. This guy could be thrust into a role week five, and all of a sudden, the rest of the way, he's an absolute stud. So, story has not been written yet, but what has been written has not been great for Richie Grant. Right. So, I think you had the Sclusi. As we mentioned, you wanted to talk about some double-team numbers because this was very interesting, not only for the names on the list, but also the disparity between guys in the middle of the defensive line, what we typically typically would consider a defensive tackle or a nose tackle versus the defensive end, those edge guys, those defensive tackles saw so many more double teams. Yeah, and that's just because, you know, they're dealing typically with more, more offensive linemen. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, basically the, the guys on the interior, I mean, they're, they're getting doubled, basically double, you know. Um, Jonathan Allen, he has 89 double teams. Uh, Deron Payne, his teammate, has 84. Um, Dexter Lawrence, 84. So that may be part of it right there. Washington's two big guys in the middle are getting double teamed about half their snaps, it seems like. Yeah, right. Um, DeForest Buckner, he's 84. uh, Jeffrey Simmons, 83. Um, Adam Butler, Grady Jarrett, Cameron Hayward, those are all at 82. Double teams, Aaron Donald's at 81. Um, Larry Ogunjobi's at 80. Leonard Williams at 80. J.J. Watt, Grover Stewart, they're both at 79. Puna Ford, Malik Collins. 
Um, Akeem, Akeem Hicks is at 76. The main the main thing, though, is um, just comparing that to what the edge guys look like. So um, on the edge list, the highest guy with the most double teams in the league is Rasheem Green right now with 54. Rasheem Green. Like, <laughs> teams are basically game planning like, oh, we got to stop Rasheem Green. That's what it seems like. You it's know? crazy. Um, Cameron Jordan's on the list at 52. Eric Armstead, uh, Eric Armstead is 49. Taquan Lewis is 48. This is a weird one that kind of popped out. Um, Max Crosby is fourth among edge rushers with 48. Chris Jones, 47. So truly, it is right around like 60% of those top Pretty much. defensive tackle double team numbers. And this is a big part of the reason why you probably see more fluctuation week in and week out with those interior defensive linemen is it's harder to rack up those counting stats, the sacks, tackles for loss, when mm-hmm. you're being double teamed. Yep. That's why edge guys get more opportunities and typically you see more scoring from them in that regard is sometimes they may have chip help, but a lot of times they're going one-on-one. I mean, we saw Miles Garrett pull down Jason Peters' pants. Yeah. Four and a half times yep. this past weekend because they were leaving him alone to block Miles freaking Garrett. So that's why these edge guys have the advantage there. Yeah, and expect this stuff, you know, normalize as the season wears on. We Again, the sample size is going to be kind of probably something you can't trust just because, you know, the games have been kind of random so far. Rasheem uh, Green, the most yeah. double team player in the league through 17 weeks. But that's, you know, I, I looked, I asked Macri about this because I kind of figured, you know, of course it's going to be all the big guys as, you know, leading the league with the double teams like Aaron Donald's going to be number one. Nick Bosa is going to be number two. Miles Garrett, number three. But that wasn't the case. Um, and maybe, again, that's the case because the snaps haven't been consistent yet. But just something that was interesting. Um, it's your interior guys that are getting doubled the most. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So just more offensive linemen there in the middle of the line to block those guys. And that also speaks more to our point about how it's harder to rush from the inside because yep. there you go. They're getting doubled more. And this is like a, a guy like uh, Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. This is an argument for why if he is being lined up at end, like why does this matter? Well, it matters because now he should see more opportunities to mm-hmm. rack up these big plays because he's not going to be seeing as many double teams. Right, yeah. Like, T.J. Watt's not on this list. But, again, um, Aaron Donald had 81 double teams. Wow. Yeah. Far and away more than any edge guy. Yeah. Again, the leader, the leading edge guy was 52. Rasheem Green. Yeah. Dream crusher. And, and see, Seattle, I wish they would stop giving these old vets all the snaps. You got some good young talent there in, in Darrell Taylor and, and Alton Robinson. Taylor got himself a sack this week, which was nice. You're a big Daryl Taylor guy. Yeah. Yeah. I like Highly him. drafted. He was first round last year, right? I think second round. Second pick. round. Yeah. yeah. In like 2020. 50-something, I yeah. believe. But, yeah. There you go. There's your sclusi, folks. Thanks for bringing that word into the lexicon, Macri. That's going to it's gonna catch on. I can feel it. Yeah, we love you, Mac. Thank you. More sclusies. All right, we're going to take a break to hear from Manscaped. And when we come back, we're going to be looking at some trade targets. Buying, selling, holding, folding, rock and rolling. We shall see. Yes, sir. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. IDP flow, safety's in the box, no PO. Play like the Rio. Happy take home the gold like a C3PO.
All right, we're back to talk about Manscaped, and Addy, it is fantasy football season, as we know. That's why we're here doing this show on a Tuesday night for y'all. And it's time for another Manscaped ad read. It's time to put the PP back in PPR League. I'm just going to say it, Addy. I'm really looking forward to the way the copywriter has woven in these football references throughout this ad read. We've got some really good ones here that I'm very excited for. But it's time to put the PP back in PPR League with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming just launched the new Performance Package 4.0. We love that package, Addy. It's one of our favorites. We all got it here on the IDP show. Don't neglect your balls like the Packers' front office has been neglecting Aaron Rodgers. That was pretty good. Good job, copywriter. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDP Show. This will help you tame that Troy Palomalu in your pants, Addy. Sir. Another good one. Yeah, they're all. I would have said um, if I were them, I would have done the like, like Aaron Rodgers neglects his family. Oh, that's a good one. My most popular tweet recently has been when Andy from the Fantasy Footballers asked, What animal is Aaron Rodgers? And I literally just Googled, What animal hates their family? <laughs> That got like 70 likes. Felt good, didn't it? a popular tweet. That's all that matters, Josh. Some vanity metrics. Yes, sir. So, if you groom below the waist, Addy, the Performance Package 4.0 is an essential purchase. And good news for our international listeners, because we have quite a few of those, including John Macri in Canada. Their life-changing products are now available in Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside their Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag. I had to buy myself the travel bag because I gave it to Connor by accident, uh, but it's a nice travel it bag. It is a nice travel bag. Uh, got some leather on there. Yep. The, we've mentioned the Boxer Briefs many times best kind Make of performance enhancer you could ask sure. for and i'm telling you the, the ball deodorant the anti-chafing ball deodorant it works yeah lifesaver yeah as, a, as someone that golfs a lot i always know if i forget to put this stuff on yeah you're coming home and you're sure you're downstairs to, is upset sure having to you know walk a little bow-legged a little bow-legged sure let's keep it going on the old ad read here oh yeah that thing uh First scheduled for liftoff, new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, and even your A-gap. So we're taking a spaceship through the A-gap. It's getting a little wobbly on the references here, but I appreciate the effort. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. That's trademarked. The Lawnmower 4.0 has 7,000 RPM uh, motor, a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and it's even waterproof. Yeah, I was doing this ad read by myself recently, and I realized why you always trip over this part. There's a lot of numbers. A lot of numbies in that. A lot of phrases. Yep. So, the Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight, which allows you to be as accurate as that clip of Brady playing catch with the football throwing machine. Nice. Not bad. Not bad. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having Derrick Henry, D-E-R-E-K, Derrick Henry. It's like a white surfer bro, Derrick Henry, (laughs) run through the nose and ear hairs. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360 rotary 
360 degree road. This is what I was saying. This is hard. Like, why do we make you say this? It's a lot of stuff there, too. It's a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. I feel like if you get through that in one take, you should get a hundred dollars. I need a nap. Yeah, this nose and ear hair trimmer. And I was thinking, why are we giving these people grief for misspelling Derrick Henry when we have literally butchered so many names on this show? That's you. That's you, you not you me. You laughed at it, though. No, I didn't. You know in your heart you found it funny. The, the nose, <laughs> This nose and ear hair trimmer provides... They're going to definitely cut off our, our partnership, yeah, it's right? last month. This is it. Provides proprietary skin-safe trademark technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those sensitive holes. Mm. Don't forget to use Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and their Crop Reviver to help your little bench warmers be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. I have questions there. Like, are you just sunning your balls out on the golf course? I mean, you do, but that's that's kind of your trademark. Mm-hmm. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code the IDP Show. IDP Show, no the. <laughs> okay, IDP Show at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDP show at manscaped.com. If your significant other is nagging you about how much time you put into your fantasy team, you might as well gift them some beautiful balls with Manscaped. Do you think that would actually work? Only one way to find out. Only one way to find out, folks. Y'all know what time it is. The boys is back. All right, we're back, and it is time for some trade targets, Addy. It's that time of year where I think you can start to swoop in and buy some of these guys at a little bit of a discount. They either haven't performed up to snuff. They're getting ready to burst on the scene. Conversely, there's some guys that may be a good time to cash out. So we're going to talk about it and get our takes on record here of what you should be doing with these IDP assets. But let's start with the Washington football team. One of the big names that we've already discussed a lot on this show is Chase Young. He's currently sitting as the very nice DL69. He is averaging 7.25 points per game on an 89% snap share. So, Addy, buying or selling Chase Young? Buy. Buy, buy, buy? Buy, buy, buy. All right, sync. Yeah, I mean, you know, just chill out, everyone. This is the position. Chase Young will be fine. He did this shit last year. The exact same thing. Exact same thing. I feel like we're living in 2020 again. Again, I think the defense will will step up. It's not been what we wanted to start the year, but um, I don't know. I I feel like like that's going to turn around. Maybe it doesn't, you know. I'm willing to go down with the ship on Chase Young, though. Yes, you know, especially in Dynasty. Like, even for redraft, less fervor with my with my buying proclamation, but especially in Dynasty. Like, if oh, you yeah. can swoop in there and offer up one of these flashy names right now and, and get this guy to discount, maybe the, you know, especially if the manager of Chase Young is, like, trying to make a push. Yeah has a loaded roster, but Chase Young's kind of flailing a little bit right now. Yeah, and his DE wants, yes. Right. Go see if you can scoop him up. 
for cheap. Yeah, I mean, I think you could get him. You could get him for a loan first now. Yeah, probably. I think here's the the key is always context, right? Like, what are you paying? What's your roster look like? You know, what's your league setup? You know, if you're playing in a league that starts like one defensive lineman and it's an eight team league, yeah, probably not buying yeah. Chase Young. Don't yeah, don't overpay for anyone. You know, so. That context is important, but we always, with regard to trade questions, waiver, stuff like that, we're thinking 12-team league, start probably 8 to 12, somewhere in that range, IDPs. Yeah, starting probably two, two, two defensive ends, yep. two edge rushers a week. You know. Yep, exactly. Um, Yeah, if that's the case, I agree. I, mean, I think perfect time to buy Chase Young. Exactly. Probably won't ever be cheaper. Yeah. You you can probably, they're like Aaron said here, very rarely do you have a buying window for elite players. Right. So, yeah, the defense is struggling. Is it going to be just awful all year? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And I think even if it gets up to somewhere around like that 12 to 16 range, that should see the IDP value for all of these really nice Washington football team assets you know, have a big bump in value. He's still just 22 as well. Yeah. I mean, he's going to continue. He's already such a, a freak now, but he's going to continue to get more freakish. Yeah, and that's, I was listening to Nate Tice explain why he thinks, you know, Chase Young is struggling right now. And this was something that they had um, on the athletic football show. They have the offensive lineman on there. Um, who was talking about this as well. And he said, you can just see in his mind, it's like Chase Young is thinking through every step. He's not fluid. He's not smooth right now. He is too much in his head. Mm-hmm. So that to me feels like something that will work itself out. The more game reps you get, right? Yep. The more you work yourself into the kind of flow of the season and you're not thinking before every snap. All right. I'm going to rip, I'm going to dip my shoulder, I'm going to you know, hit this guy with this hand. Like You're not thinking through all of that. You're just kind of flowing. And once Chase Young unlocks that and can lean more into his natural athleticism and let his instincts take over, that's when he's going to be lethal. So I think that's going to happen this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, not everyone's, you know, comes out of the gate on fire, right? It took Brian Burns till really his third year before we started, you know, talking about him as like a, top six edge rusher. Daniel Hunter took yep. him a little bit to get going and, and get, you know, consistent playing time. That's not the case with with Chase. But, again, these guys take some time, you know, especially at that position. We've been a little spoiled by Nick Bosa, Max Crosby, Josh Allen had a great debut. Um, TJ Watt's a great example of a guy that TJ was, Watt. was good but really ascended there you go yeah it's another further one. into his career right yeah it just you know give it a little bit of time you don't you don't want to sell this guy now man cuz i mean you're 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 going to really probably regret that yeah, you're cashing out at the lowest possible value yeah yeah like i maybe like I, but i just don't see a world in which it gets much lower than it is right now no i don't see a world where the washington defense is the worst defense in the league all year we were hearing you know some people throwing shade at Miles Garrett, you know, yeah. and then he, he goes off and, and, you know, peels off four and a half sacks yeah. and that scores just, 52 points. All that dumbness just evaporates. Yeah. People just want to give you takes out here. A lot of just, a lot of people just want to do this for a living and just make this, uh, you know, just make content and that's great. But 
Remember, Addy, <laughs> in the words of George Costanza, it's not a lie if you believe it. There you go. So a lot of folks out there living by that truth. So next up here on the list, Max Crosby. You just mentioned him. Sitting as the DL9 right now, he is averaging 17.8 points per game. Now keep in mind, that's coming off a hellaciously awesome week one, 32.5 points. Week two, 15.5. Week three, 4.75 points. So it's been trending downward. 63% snap share. Where are you right now on Mad Max? This is an interesting one. I'm a Mad Max fan going back a long time, but if you're going to make the case for sell, I can see why, but I'm curious to hear what your take is. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably holding because if you're selling, I don't know that you're going to get the, the value you want. I don't imagine you're going to get much more than a second, right? Um. So, it, you know, if that's what I'm, if that's all I'm getting, I'm, I'm likely going to just hold Max Crosby just because the position is kind of hard to, you know, find, you know, good options at anyway. So um, I do like him as like a, I think he's a perfect defensive end two for you. And Absolutely. that's extremely valuable for yep. me. So I'm not going to get, especially he's still young. I mean, he's had, you know, this is his third year in the league. One of those years was great. Second year was down, but it seemed like this could be another, you know, solid year for him. The good reasons, though, why you would see a step back in year two, battling alcoholism, right. battling a, injuries. That was a bombshell for yeah. me. I didn't realize that was a thing he was dealing with. But, yeah, if you're dealing with something like that, I mean, that's going to affect everything in your life, especially your career. So, yeah. um, good to see Max off of, off the sauce and, uh, I mean, playing much better, I think, because of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, healthy you know, in more ways than one. And, you know, him and Ngakwe are a really nice one-two punch. If I have to play this buy or sell, because I'm with you, I'm a hold right now. I am a Max Crosby manager in our main league, and I'm not moving Max. But if I have to pick between buy or sell, I will sell. Somebody wants to come, like the over-eager shoot-for-the-moon manager who's going for that title, Wants to come overpay for Max Crosby? I don't have any trouble. They want to throw a first my way. Oh yeah, or a couple of seconds. Goodbye. Good See luck. ya. You know, yeah. and I, and that's an admitted bad Max fan. So I'm not holding too tight to this guy. The reason that I think if you're going to sell, you need to get fair value. A lot of folks, from what I'm reading, are starting to. Put it out there that this is a real deal type of edge rusher in the NFL. A lot of smart, like um, Mike Sando does a pick six weekly column for The Athletic where he talks to executives and coaches and front office folks, and he just asked them about certain six topics a week. And he was talking about the Raiders. And one of the sentiments in the, is the are the Raiders for real topic was the executives were like, I think they have a real defense now yes. with Ngakwe and Max Crosby, who's a real dude. And I was like, all right, people are starting to pay attention a little bit now. That was one of the teams that stood out the most. I think the Raiders were on the, you know, that top five list of best uh, defensive DVOA. So I don't know if that holds up. Right. But I think this defense is improved. Yeah. Is it going to be a top five unit all season? Probably no. not. But I think this offense could absolutely be a top five, top six type of unit. And if the defense is like middle of the road, that's a feisty playoff team right there. What are they right now, uh, record-wise? They are 3-0. and Wow. Yeah. Didn't realize that. Yeah. Wow. Because uh, they beat the Dolphins. That was a insane game. 
The Dolphins and Raiders only play insane games, apparently. Because yeah. remember, last year was the Fitzpatrick jerk the head back, you know, jerk the head 180 degrees around. That's right. Uh, throw the pass 40 yards looking through your eye hole or your ear hole on your helmet. So, and then this game, Jacoby Brissett was out there dropping dimes. Of course, Robert Mays had to make the joke on the athletic football show of, you know who could use the Colts right now? The, the Jacoby Brissett right now? The Colts. Yeah. That might have been around the NFL. It was one of the football podcasts that I listened to, and it cut me deep because I was like, this is what I was saying. I was saying to go get Jacoby. This is the guy that we could use. He's so much better than Carson Wentz. But that was a fun game. And, um, yeah, man, the Raiders are legit. Remember they came out, had that crazy win over the Seahawks. That's right. Or no, I'm sorry, the Ravens week one. That was the Manning cast game, yeah. that Monday night football game. Um, so are they legit? The AFC West is tough, especially with the Denver Broncos. You know, the Chiefs are at one and two for the first. They have a losing record for the first time since like 2016 or something wild. They've had a really tough schedule to start, though. So, yeah, they have. The Chiefs really have, man. Yeah, They've had... Cool. The Chargers, the Ravens, and the who was their week one opponent that they beat? Um, I can't remember, but yeah, Chiefs are going to be fine. So I think the Raiders have a path to a wild card, and if Derek Carr can keep playing like he is, oh, they had the Browns week one. That's right, that's right. Yeah, and that that's was tough. A, that was a close game as well. That is a hard schedule. So yeah, Max Crosby, he's a hold for me right now, but if I'm having to pick between buying and selling, I will sell. But only if you get fair value. Don't don't sell them short. Now, Max Crosby is the uh, pressure leader in the NFL right now. That's right. Uh, that's still the case. He's got 25 pressures. The next closest person is Harold Landry with 20. And that was one thing I saw. Harold Landry, wow. I know, surprising. That's a weird huh? number two. But um, that's one thing that I was reading was even though he had a quiet game for IDP week three, he was still an absolute terror against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, 91.2 overall defensive grade, 90.9 pass rush grade. So that's really nice. Playing really well. Yeah, they the Raiders beat the Ravens in overtime week one. Remember, it was that game where they had the broken coverage in the secondary and Carr just floated up this ball. That's right, yeah. To the converted, what was it, uh, tight end or something that was uh, caught the winning touchdown pass. Then they beat the Steelers. Then they beat the Dolphins in OT. So they've already played two overtime games. Yeah. Which that always helps for IDP when you get a bunch of extra snaps in there. So thank you, Raiders. Keep playing crazy games. So next up here, Addy, who do we have from the New York Football Giants? Aziz Ojolari. He is currently the uh, DL. No, wait, is this preseason PFF DL 19? No. So this is where they are ranking right now. Wow. Okay. So, um, so great start for Ojolari. Uh he has played overall he has played uh fifty five percent of the snaps. He's averaging twelve point seven five points per game. Um I like Ojolari quite a bit. I do too, man. And he's, there's he's gonna get a you know, he's already getting opportunity early on. He's producing with the opportunity. Um this is a guy that was drafted in the second round. So I mean look good at the draft capital. Look at the I want you to leave those logs in. week one, 11.25 week two, 13.75 points week three. Mm, So solid. And that's a guy you're probably trotting out as like a DN2, a flex option. Yeah. You know, 
That's nice. That's someone a- that you're probably getting at the end of your drafts, you know, um, for redraft at least. Yes. I was talking about that with someone the other day. There's not a lot of redraft leagues that are IDP, right? I wouldn't think so. I think the... Like the, official, you know, like leagues where you're starting a lot. Like I think a lot of there's there's some redraft leagues where you have like three IDPs. Yes, I think the, the, the Venn diagram has the biggest overlap with Dynasty and IDP. Yes. Just because it tends to translate to a more hardcore kind of fantasy fan and... Dynasty is a more hardcore version of fantasy. Yeah. So I think those two go hand in glove. And that's why our show is more geared towards mm-hmm. Dynasty. That's right. Most of our IDP listeners play in Dynasty leagues. Yeah. Our ranks are typically going to be Dynasty ranks. Yep. We don't really mess with redraft too much. Yeah. So Ojalari, though, I love what um, Aaron put in the doc here because he gave our boy Evan Ronda a shout out with the Big Game Theory podcast, Opportunity Cost. Not a big opportunity cost with Ojolari. In fact, you know, in other words, you're not giving up a lot to get this guy. Probably not going to cost you a lot. His grades, uh, that's one thing I was looking at. 40.8 week one overall PFF grade, 51.6 week two, 92.2 in week three. So sitting at a 65.8 overall and a 77.5 pass rush on the season. So he's a screaming buy to me right now. Uh, I think that you could see him as a sneaky, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't the edge guy that we were talking about finishing high in the end of year rankings out of this edge rushing class, but he could buy, he could be the guy that finishes the highest if he keeps this up. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, he's got um, pressure wise, he's got eight pressures. That's second most behind um, OA and Rousseau who both have nine apiece. but yeah, I think, Probably give him the edge, honestly. Him or um, him or Rousseau. I was gonna say him or Rousseau are the two guys. I think that, and you know, especially with Blake Martinez going going down, that's gonna that defense is gonna be worse. Yeah, they're gonna be out there even more. I'm so curious now with this heart and soul ripped out of the defense. What happens with the secondary? You mentioned Jabril Peppers. Does he get more opportunities in the box? What happens with these mm-hmm. Leonard Williams and Aziz Ojolari? Do they rush the passer more to try to create more pressure? You know, so I'm just going to be so curious to see how this defense adapts now because there's a, a big piece missing, right? Yeah. So uh, Aziz Ojolari, big time buy. Who is the next guy on the list? I believe this is a John Macri favorite here, Addy. Yeah, Mr. John Franklin Myers. He is currently the DL36. Um, week one, he played 69% of the snaps. Had 18.25 points. Week two, played 71%. Had 7.25 points. Week three, 67%. Only 2.75 points. So, overall, uh, he's playing 69% of the snaps. Nice. And he's averaging about 11 points per game. Um, We can't all, you know, go shopping on Rodeo Drive, okay? You know, some of us got to go to Walmart or Costco from time to time. Ain't nothing wrong with Walmart and Costco. Hey, you got... High quality items. Or here in Bowling Green, we got Sam's Club. I buy most of my clothes from there. That's right. You know, Franklin Myers, he ain't pretty, but he's effective. He'll score you more he will score you points and more than likely, unless you're playing in a league with Tom K, he's on uh waivers. It, uh, Tom K or John Macri. That's right. Macri's is huge. Both of whom will love these guys. I'm yeah. actually gonna look right now to see if he's on Macri's roster in our main league. I know I did a trade with John in, in one of my leagues and it involved JFM. 
JFM. Yeah. Is this is like uh um, It was that remember it was um we traded I think it was like I had I had JFM and I had uh my part of the trade was Joe Burrow and JFM. He traded me Lamar Jackson and uh Jerry Tillery, I believe. Okay. So, so it was yeah, the quarterbacks were just throw-ins on that one. <laughs> it was all about the Dak. It was baby. all about the JFM. Let me tell you. Sitting in his defensive tackle spot, John Franklin Myers. There you go. Sure enough. So not going to be able to name. get him. Yeah. Yeah, he wants, uh, wants a team of all Johns. Uh-huh. I got to wonder if there's enough players to form a squad of, you know, a full football squad, which, yeah, with, which name would have the best team? That's a... That'd be a fun exercise. Maybe you could do the like a letter, right? Because I don't think you'd have enough of like one name. I don't know. Maybe Michael or like John. Josh. Is there a lot of Joshes? Yeah. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen. Josh Sweat. <laughs> that team's already off to a sick start. I'm feeling good. Josh Jacobs. Jo- Team Josh. Looking real nice. Josh Gordon now. Welcome back, Josh yes, Gordon. Sir. I'm back in on Josh Gordon. Coming over to Team Josh. Boy and all Josh squad. Looking real good. Come at us, sir. Who would be the team of one? Like only one guy in the in the whole league is named that. Um, Kenyon, Kenyon Drake, probably. I'm sure there's a lot of the Odal. Odal, yeah, not a lot of Odals out there. There's a lot. There's a lot of like. So that'd be a fun team. Like the the guys who only have that name. Mm-hmm. They're the only guys in the entire league with that. Huh. It's a good exercise. Yes, sir. We need, to, we need to task someone with putting these squads uh-huh. together for us. Eh? Hire someone else. That's right. Let's <laughs> keep adding to the bankroll. <laughs> so what are we saying on John Franklin Myers? We buying? I think so. I think cheap. He's cheap. Yeah. I mean, especially in leagues where he's listed as, as a defensive tackle. Yes. Yeah. Um, I like him quite a bit. Yeah. I think he's, he's worth the buy. All right. We're going to keep it rolling here and move now to the linebackers. And this first guy, I just have to, we'll keep it short and sweet because you know my feelings on Jamin Davis. He is uh, way off the charts right now in terms of where he is scoring-wise for linebackers. So overall, though, 100, uh, that can't be right, 100% snap share. (laughs) I don't think he's playing 100% of the snaps. Probably somewhere around 45 to 50% of the snaps. 4.66 4.66 points per game. Now, I like Aaron's disclosure here, mainly for Dynasty. I'm buying Jamin Davis. For redraft, no. Uh, I don't think he is a great buy right now, even though I do think that he is going to earn more and more playing time as the season goes along. You have Cole Holcomb there, who has played 100% of the snaps, I think, or close to it this year. So... Not super interested just for redraft purposes, but for Dynasty, yes. Yeah, 49% of the defensive snaps. That's about what I figured. Um, I actually am going to be buying Jamin Davis. Like we mentioned, that Washington defense has really underperformed. I think they're going to um, try and figure that out. And if that means giving more playing time to the Rook, who even though he's not grading all that well, neither is John Bostick. So, um yeah, I like I like Jamin Davis, especially for Dynasty, but I, I think he could have a, a pretty big second half of the year. So I agree. This seems like, and we mentioned it before, one of those players who could come on as the back half of the season starts to unfold. Yep. You know, we did an episode, I think it was last year, second half saviors, and that was 
if we did that segment again, I feel like he would be primed for that. Yeah, I'm afraid Washington is not going to have the year they had last year. Um, you know, record-wise, they're not going to. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. The division just is better now at this point. Um, so, yeah, I think that they're going to be looking more towards their young guys this uh, second half. Yeah, so I was looking to confirm on the Aziz Ojolari. He is sitting as DL19 right now by Big 3 scoring. Wow. That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. Sandwiched between Shaq Barrett and Sam Hubbard. And I think I, I put out, I mean, a lot of those guys have been impressive so far. Mm-hmm. Oway's been good. Um, Rousseau's been good. Um, Quiddy Pay's been fine, you know, as far as like tackle floor and stuff. And he's actually, you know, graded well and stuff. Um, so it's always nice to see those edge rushers doing things early. You know who the number one guy is right now? What? Chandler Jones. Makes sense, right? With mm-hmm. the, what was it, five sacks, six sacks, whatever he had. Number two, Miles Garrett. Sure. Makes sense. Number three, Javon Hargrave. I know, that's wild. Right? He is awesome, isn't he? He is balling right now. Yeah. We talked about this defensive line for Philadelphia being pretty sick, even with Brandon Graham going out. They've got some guys there. Yeah, they're fun. So, number four, I know you'll love this, Daniil Hunter. Let's go. Let's he go, looks Daniel. great. Welcome year. back. Yes. All right, so yeah, we're buying Jamin Davis. What about Zach Cunningham, though? Currently sitting as LB65. So he has overall on the season, he has played, uh, look this up, Addy, because he played 100% week one, 100% week three, 70% week two. That's when the alarm bells started going off. He is averaging 9.92 points per game. So decent, but coming off the lofty heights of 2020, um, a little bit disappointing for what we thought Zach Cunningham could be. I mean, Christian Kirksey is getting a lot of run there in that linebacker room. So we've mentioned it before. I'm a sell on Zach Cunningham, especially for dynasty purposes. The comparison we made last week, Jalen Smith still applies. I think this guy is about to be replaced in the draft. For redraft, yeah, I think the team is paying him too much just to outright bench him or, you know, release him a la Jamie Collins. But if I can get something right now for Zach Cunningham before the cliff comes, I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, so snaps, he's played 91% okay. of the uh, defensive snaps, which is better than he really has gotten the last few years. Um, in his career, his max is 88% of the snaps. That was in 2019. Um, you know, he's still basically almost averaging 10 tackles a game. He's got 28 so far. I mean, so you can't ask for much more than that. Um but, yeah, Dynasty, this guy stinks. He's not good at all. He's stinky. Very stinky. Um, you want to get rid of this guy. I do think that he could still be fine for redraft. I mean, That's what I'm saying. I think for 2021, he's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe the move is to reach out to a Blake Martinez owner or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, manager, sorry. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe they're reeling. Maybe you can get a little more out of, out of him than um, – then they're going to be reeling again when the season season's over. And There's a lot of reeling. They're never going to stop reeling. <laughs> They'll always remember that you you done them wrong. You snuck in right when their heart was broken uh-huh. and sold them a basket hey, of let snakes. Me, let me help you out. Let me help you out. Let, let me, me give, give you, you Zach Cunningham. Cunningham. Don't look at the PFF grade of uh, 36.3 overall. You know, more like poofed. Poofed. Who puts any stock into these grades? Poofed. <laughs> uh, took me a second to pick up what you're putting down there, but I liked yeah. it tremendously. PFFT. 
Poofed. Poofed. Have you? I've been loving the ongoing feud between Peyton Manning and PFT Commenter on the Manning cast. Oh yeah, they do. They realize that he. Uh... Absolutely. Okay. P- Peyton Manning has talked or, or had a bit on the pod or done an appearance with PFT Commenter okay, before. Great. So I, I think it's just old man yells at cloud kind of shtick for the show. They'll definitely have PFT Commenter on there. If not. Well, they're not coming back till week seven. Oh wow! Yeah, they're taking a little break. Sad. They're getting burned. That's not so not so easy. Not is it? so easy, is it, Manning brothers? Uh-huh. Well, they only had ten games, so I think they're like, let's do three, then we'll take a big break and go on vacation get, and come back. Get some of the audio issues figured out. Yeah, seriously. Get get up the production value, guys. You can do it. You can afford it. Next up here, Eddie Devin Bush. Currently sitting as the LB one nineteen. Of course, he did not play week two with that groin injury. So sitting at an 84% snap share, eight points per game. I don't know. We had a lot of hope for Devin Bush coming into his career. Seemed to be the Ryan Shazier replacement. Just was, it felt like with Devin Bush, not if, but when. Now I'm afraid we're back to if, especially yeah. with Joey Schobert in town. I don't know, man. I think I'm cashing out on Devin Bush. Yeah, but what can you get for him? What's someone gonna be willing to pay for Devin Bush? A third? I mean, are you cashing out if you if you hold if you have Devin Bush, you gonna that gonna be enough for you to cash out? Just a third round pick? What do you think realistically the outlook is for him dynasty wise? Can he ever be an LB one consistently for your team? Do you think potentially? Yeah, I mean, sixty percent chance of that happening. Um. At this point, probably less than fifty. I'd say probably forty to fifty percent okay. chance. I mean, you know how. But that's an LB two, that's still pretty valuable. I think right? so. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think if you could get this guy for a third, I think that's worth acquiring. Yeah. Um. Any more than that, yeah, you're right. I can. We can find linebackers. That's that's kind of my thing. Is like, you know, I think with a third round pick, right? Like some of the guys that you could potentially get in a third round of a rookie draft. Does that hold more value than, you know, an LB2? Maybe. Mm-hmm. It depends, you know. Yeah. Third third round typically holds a good amount of talent. So, yeah, I don't know. That's probably about right. Like, I, if I was putting Bush out on the trade block, I think if someone sent me a third. You'd do it? I'd probably do it. Wow. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're in a, you know, in a spot where you're kind of rebuilding and you're just looking for all the picks you can get, yeah. Maybe so. Now I'm not saying I'm I'm throwing it out on the trade block and saying looking for a third. Yeah. Come talk to me. Let people come talk to you. Fill out the offers. Maybe say Dev. You know, looking for a second. Yes, exactly. Start. I high. do that stuff a lot. Yeah. I mean, Aim cares? high, right? But like, if that's the best offer you get, I'm not saying you have to take it, but I think I probably would. Again, it depends on your situation. Sure. Like, don't trade them away if your next best linebacker is like. Joe Schmo, yeah, you know, like again, context is important here. But assuming you have other options that you can plug in, or you're playing the waiver wire and you're picking up guys like Tay Crowder, you can plug that linebacker two spot. Who was the third rounder this year in rookie drafts? Like Nick Bolton, mm-hmm. Baron Browning. I think Browning actually was a fourth rounder for us. Probably so, yeah. But guys like that, yeah. So. You know, do they have as good a shot as Devin Bush to Nick, be? Nick Bolton seems like he's already. I mean, headed for a much better career. I think I was seeing Tom K put out like which defenses are good and which defenses are bad. He had the Kansas City Chiefs ranked as the worst defense in the league based wow. on multiple multiple factors. 
So I, I was mean, like, geez. They're bad. They're, yeah, we knew this. We knew this. This is not a surprise. I didn't know they were that bad, though. Let's talk about Jalen Smith sitting at LB103. He is looking at a 62% snap share, 6.25 points per game. Big time sell. Nothing's really changed here for me other than what we think might happen with Micah Parsons potentially playing way more snaps at edge moving forward. I'm just seeing some buzz, seeing some chatter on the Twitterverse, Addy, that did the Cowboys luck into a generational pass rusher? <laughs> I'm like, please, Lord, no. You know, but that's the that's the factor I think we have to weigh here is with even if they shift Micah Parsons to edge rusher, right? Do we have any interest in Jalen Smith? No. I don't. No, no, thank you. They've already tried to replace him. Yeah, I mean, he he looked terrible. I mean, in, yes, in the he game. He looked so slow. He looked bad, yeah. Um, LVE looks okay. I mean, he's going to rack up stats, but You no. still have two other guys, even if Parsons is out of the picture, right. between LVE and Keanu Neal that Smith is competing with. You're right, though, about Parsons. I mean, God, he's already got 15 pressures. Um, that is eighth most in the league. He's got a 89.6 pass rush grade. I mean, dude looks like a, you know, legit edge rusher. So. Yeah. How tall is he? Do you have his PFF um, profile pulled up right now? Let's see. He is, I believe he's like 6, he's 6'3", 240. Wow. So he's bigger than you think. Yeah. Because he doesn't look that big. Like, you look at him, you don't think 6'3". That's a big dude. But, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, Gosh. he's getting edge rusher snaps now. I mean, he's only getting... He got 37 snaps last week, 39 the week before that, 51. So, you know, if, if he was a, a linebacker, I think you'd expect him to be playing, you know, in that 80 to 100% range. Now he's playing like, you know, 50 to 65. 50 to 65%, yeah. So, I mean, that's... What sucks is you're locked in with a linebacker right. because they're not going to change the tag, most likely. Most platforms are not in season. So you're stuck with a linebacker playing half the snaps, essentially. And rushing the passer so the tackle floor drops significantly so but he's graded better as a you know since they moved him to edge rusher he's been grading better yeah i think if platforms shift him to an edge or defensive end right yeah that changes the equation he'd be uh he'd be a um gosh he'd be like a, a top six yeah dynasty piece i mean yep. who would you rather have michael parsons at edge or chase young Sheesh. um Man, that's really close. Uh, probably still Chase Young. It's crazy. But it's very close. All right, so yeah, Jalen Smith, still a sell. Not much has changed, and I'm still not buying entirely that Micah Parsons is just an edge guy now. We'll see how this plays out. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, we're going to see Demarcus Lawrence come back. That's right. When he comes um, back, let's see what happens then. Yeah. If they keep Parsons at edge once Lawrence is back, that may be his new position. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gregory was back from COVID IR, and you know, none of the it didn't change at all for Parsons. So maybe it won't matter. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll be D Law and Parsons, and Gregory gets kind of the backseat shaft. Yeah, that's awesome. Great sleeper pick by me. That was me. No, I got Randy Gregory in our main league. Oh, but I actually did the flag plant. Oh, did you with Gregory? I wasn't there for that episode, but yeah. I did give you guys some quick. In absentia, yeah, you had a great line about some athletic 
athletic writer <laughs> grinning like a possum in trash or something. I have it saved in my Slack, DM to myself, and I see it sometimes. It's like you grinning like a possum, you piece of trash. Yeah, he had like a really just dumb line. You're just like, man. <laughs> I would love to see the notes if you're. Oh, it was something like uh, Rand, uh, Randy Gregory has uh, always had a knack for what turning an edge or something. I don't know, something like that. I don't know. I screwed it up. Cut <laughs> uh, that, Josh. Definitely not do it. Cut that. that if you would. Let's see if I can find it. I've got it right here. Um, yeah, here it is. Uh, but one thing about Randy Gregory, he's always had a knack to turn the corner. I bet old Dan was grinning like a possum when he thought of that line. You're a piece of trash, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that tremendously. Yes, sir. Another thing I love, Addy, is Derek Barnes. Finally Ooh. getting his moment in the sun with Jamie Collins now shipped out the door. This week, this past week, we saw him get a 48% snap share and four and a half points. So... I mean, this is one of the screaming buys, I think, of the season so far, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Lions linebacker job has never been, like, the most profitable. But if this is a player that the coaching staff is willing to literally ship off a guy they paid $20 million to 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 come play linebacker for them, I am extremely interested. I think if this guy's out there on your waivers, like you said, you've got a fab, Spend up. Mm-hmm. See if you can get a young guy who could potentially hold down the middle of that defense for years to come. And something else that's really cool about this guy, he is listed as a DL on Sleeper. He is gets he gets dual? a lot. Yeah, he gets linebacker designation, nice. but he also gets the DL designation. So, um, you know, nice roster flexibility there with him if, if you can pick him up. Uh, yeah, I love I love Barnes. Um, fourth round draft pick, um, and the opportunities. Right there for him now. They shipped off a highly paid veteran. Mm-hmm. That's just, fo- we say follow the money, yeah. follow what the team is doing. They benched Collins to try to pursue a trade. Nothing came about. And so they're like, all right, we don't, we want Barnes so much to have this job and not have to worry about Collins taking it back from him that we're just going to cut Collins. Yeah. Like, that says a lot to me. It's a smart move, though, for Detroit. I mean, you yeah, you're what rebuilding. Are you, what are you, do you doing need? with Collins? Right. Let him go try to maybe get on a, a contender and chase a ring. Yep. So, moving to defensive back here, Addy. First up, from the Buffalo Bills, who do we have? Micah Hyde. Ooh. He's balling right now. Yes, he is. Um, So, he is playing, looks like, 91% of the defensive snaps right now. He is averaging 17.3 points per game. Coming off a 23.85 point performance. Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty consistent. So week three, he had 23.85. Week two, he had 17.25. Week one, he had 11 points. So, I mean, you can't ask for much more. Trending upward in terms of yeah, the scoring. Right. This next week, he should be, you know, looking at 30 points. If these trends continue, <laughs> by the end of the season, I'll be scoring 300 points. Yes, sir. We love that from our defensive back. Yeah. You get the, especially if you could have him as a, even a DB2. Sure. Love sure. when that happens. Um, but, you know, this is great. This is awesome. But this isn't really what Hyde has done. No. This is Really a, ever. I mean, since, since maybe his Green Bay days, which mm-hmm. was four, five years ago, I think, at this point, um, grading really well. He's always been an actual, you know, good player. Uh, 82.4, uh, 82.4 overall defensive grade, 76.8 coverage grade. Um, 
this isn't an indictment on Hyde's ability or play. It's it's more looking to capitalize on good fortune. So Hyde has been top tier, but he's outkicking his coverage in terms of points scored, especially when he's playing more than 50% of his snaps deep. Yeah, that's the big stat right there for me, right? Yeah. More than 50% of your snaps deep. We know there are safeties that do this historically, right? Play yep. deep and get these kind of big points you know, per week. Micah Hyde's not one of those guys. Yeah. One thing that is good though, he is getting some box snaps, he is getting some slot snaps, but again, yeah, it's it's, you know, 33% probably in the slot or or box versus 66 um deep. What about slop snaps? Oh, uh he's looking at about 69%. I was going to say if it's not 420%, it better be 69%. I'm I'm trying to toss Hyde out there right now and see what I can get. See if there's Hell someone yeah. that just pays attention to logs and is like oh my gosh you're floating the what was it safety nine out there or db5 right now mm-hmm. let me come scoop him up here's all my first just take him i do love his last name though hide running you know? hide hey sir around here in the south means a lot to us get your hind end worn out get that hide worn out <laughs> i love how he said get your hind end as micah hide Oh, well, I'm just saying. You're just kind of yeah, yeah, stretching yeah. it a little bit. Well, your hide is also your rear end, isn't it? It's true. <laughs> All-encompassing. Sure. So, Anthony Harris here. Uh, where is Anthony now? Is he with the Philadelphia Eagles? He's with the Eagles, yes. Was he a beneficiary of this Kayvon Wallace injury, potentially? He was. Um, or was he starting the whole season? He, Looks he like was, he's played 100% of the snaps, so he yeah. Was, he was always going to be the starter there. I think Wallace was the guy benefiting from McLeod being out. Um, but, yeah, Anthony Harris has, has been really solid this year. I was going to say 100% of snaps, 8.42 points per game. Like it says here, not sexy, not flashy. If you know him, you probably know him as the safety that played alongside Harrison Smith on the Vikings. What I like here, since his arrival in Philly, things have changed, though, right? We think of him as this deep safety, right, alongside Harrison Smith, who plays more of the box role. But per Macri, in week three, Harris played 67% of his snaps in the box slot or on the defensive line. Volume is king, Addy, and Harris is getting a ton of it, especially in positions that are advantageous for IDP scoring. I like this. I think he's a nice buy-low guy right now. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't just week three. He's He's been playing the box all year uh, out of his 217 total snaps. Um, 84 of those have been in the box. 31 have been at slot. Um, eight have been on the line. 91 is, have, have been at free safety. So, yeah, I mean, with that usage, he's going to be a very valuable safety for us. I love it. Another guy that I think will be a little bit harder discussion here, and we'll contrast him with the next guy on the list, because both of these guys, for a lot of analysts, were top five safeties coming into the year, but sitting at DB36 right now, who do we have, Addy? We have Mr. Buddha Baker. Um, so overall, he has played 97% of the snaps, averaging 11.5 points per game. Um, overall defensive grade of 72.1, and he has a 70.5 coverage grade. 84.5 tackle grade as well. Yeah, that's, that's always been a solid yeah, tackler. Yeah, he's a great tackler. So um, I'm curious here because Aaron has him down as a sell, mainly because of the linebackers. With the presence of Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, and Jordan Hicks back from the dead, it's made it less necessary for Buddha to have kind of this box role essentially as like a third linebacker. 
So I'm curious where you come down now. You know, I don't, you know, I don't really disagree with, with him. I mean, if you can get top dollar for Buda Baker, I think you should probably cash it out. I mean, we saw him, um, we saw him really tell off towards the end of last year. Um, and he, you know, hasn't had the best start to this year. Now he will still have some big splash weeks, but again, I think he's going to be kind of inconsistent at times. So, uh, yeah, I think now is probably the time to get you know top dollar out of him. Buda Baker is one of those guys that you do worry about health wise. Just he, he, it's been fine for him, but he is a smaller he's so guy. So small, he's very small, it's like five foot nine. Yeah, he's uh, he's just not the biggest guy. So, um, he's also going to be twenty six in January. It's not the biggest deal. But, um, you know, he's not the 22. Not a spring chicken. Yeah. that's Tripp said something on the episode I did with him deciphering training camp reports where he said, look, if you're buying in on the Cardinals linebackers, you conversely can't really buy in on Buda Baker because there are just so few teams. It is such an anomaly for teams to support two linebackers plus a top-end safety. The Seahawks come to mind, right? Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, both top 24, 28 options at linebacker. Jamal Adams, obviously a top five safety. So we're seeing that come to fruition right now. You know, through the first three weeks, DB 36, you know, and we know that this stuff normalizes over the course of the season. I don't necessarily expect Buda Baker to finish as a safety or DB three, I also don't know that I expect him to finish as a top 12 guy. So, if yeah, if you can capitalize on a manager in your league who sees him that way, I think I'm cashing out. Question is, in this kind of 12-team, deeper roster setup kind of league, what are you wanting for Buda Baker? You mentioned the right price. Yeah, I'm still probably looking to get a first. You know, I'm not going to trade him for a second. So... And that's the difference right now is I don't know that his perceived value is a first. I think if you put him on the trade block, for instance, you'd probably get a lot of second-round offers. So you're saying you would not do that. I don't think I'd do it for a single second. If I get multiple seconds, I'm likely going to pull the trigger. There you go. But, But again, it depends where you're at as a team. If if, if you're contending, I would suggest holding on to Buda Yes, if you're contending, hold Buda. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be in a rush. I have these conversations with my co-manager, Kyle Bellyfuel, like, look, I'm not like, you know, just bursting at the seams to sell some of these guys who've uh-huh. gotten off to hot starts. But if someone wants to come overpay for a Max Crosby or a Kareem Hunt or whoever, bye-bye. Yeah. You know, you've always got to stay water with that, you know. Don't, don't just get take lock and just say, no way. Am I moving these guys? Everyone has a price. Yep. That price will fluctuate depending on the player's value and where you are as a team. But so it is contextual a little bit with Buda Baker. But um, in a vacuum, I think he is a good sell candidate right now because I do, I do think with these young up and coming linebackers in front of him, his best days are behind him. Yep. Yeah, we're not going to see any more 147 you know, tackle years. No, I think those days are long gone. Well, let's wrap up here with a similar player for the Carolina Panthers, Jeremy Chin sitting at DB 116. I think him and Chase Young are the two players right now who've had the most alarm bells on fantasy Twitter. Like if you just search for a lot of the big name analysts out there, like at mention, and then just go and look at the latest tweets, 
A lot of these questions coming in to these like, you know, IDP analysts are, what do I do with Jeremy Chin? What do I do with Chase Young? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So sitting as DB 116 right now, 99% snap share, 6.92 points per game. What are you doing right now with Jeremy Chin, Addy? I'm buying. Buying all the shares you can get? Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, the usage is great. Um, He just had a slow start. You know, he's he's out there. <laughs> all the snaps, pretty much. He's just not having things fall his way, which which happens a lot. So, um, yeah, still no concern at all about Jeremy Chin. Yeah, go watch John Macri's video from week two, FFS IDP video explaining the point of that video every week is to show how close certain players are to greater relevance for IDP. That it's not always, the, the box score sometimes doesn't tell the full story. So go watch that video if you have concerns about Jeremy Chin. More so than Chase Young, just because safety doesn't have the same inherent value as a defensive end. I think you could go to the Jeremy Chin manager right now and basically steal this guy off their roster. I think a lot of people, especially with Chin being a second-year player, Addy have soured on him overall. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, you know, you look at the top, who the top guys are right now. I mean, none of the big boys are, are in the top 10, really. Uh, yeah, where's Jamal? Is Jamal sniffing the top 10 right now? Buddha's 13, Jamal's 14. Um, this is just safeties? This is just safeties, yep. Um, Derwin James is 20. What league are you looking this up in right this now? This is an RSO. This is our RSO league? Yep. Yep. So this is our main league. So, I mean, you know, just be patient. Who is the number one safety right now? Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards. Micah Hyde, number two. Honey Badger, three. Andrew Wingard. This is what we're talking about, folks. There are some names like Harrison Smith, Jordan Poyer. And Wingard's been fine, too. He plays primarily deep. But, I mean, he did this last year. He he seems to have a knack for making plays. I mean, week two, he got a sack. Last week, he got a pick. Um. That's another fine option if you're in a pinch. I mean, that's the thing with safety. I mean, you can always, you can seem to find some guys. Yeah, I was noticing Carl Willis is sitting as safety 10 right now. Yeah. I'm, go- I'm cheering, obviously, for multiple reasons. That's my only flag plant that really has a chance right now. I had Carl Willis top six. Let's go, Carl. You can do it, baby. I believe in you. I think Kenneth Murray's going to get benched. Not benched, but see some his playing uh, playing time decline. Jamin Davis isn't getting the snap. So, your boy, just trying to have a good baseball batting average right now. Yeah, that's right. It's all that matters is our takes on the pod. That's right. All we care about. It's <laughs> how we define success in our lives and that's our right. value as human beings. That's right. Speaking of value, hope you guys found this episode valuable. Uh, if you have more trade targets that you have questions about, hit us up on Twitter, at the IDP show. At Adam IDP, don't hit me up. I don't care, and I don't want to answer them. So direct them toward Addy. Direct sure. them toward the show handle. We'll get you taken care of. Yes, sir. But you guys are my number one priority. That's right. Love y'all. That's why he's here. You woke up from that nap. That's the important thing we got to keep in mind, Daddy. You're lucky I woke up, dude. Typically, when that happens, it's it's gone. Yeah, I'm sitting here at ten thirty. Like, I guess he's not coming. <laughs> I'll just do a solo pod. <laughs> But, I gotta uh, wake up and apologize. I didn't have to happen tonight. Daddy, don't apologize. <laughs> I, try, I don't apologize. I don't. So, I don't like uh, admitting when I'm wrong. We've so. 
we've uh, that, that is true, Addy. You don't like to admit I when you're don't wrong. Don't like it one bit. Not a bit. We've gotten some great feedback from the listeners on the preview pods. I think mm-hmm. they've been enjoying that. Of course, last week we had Evan and Joey making their debut. Oh yeah, they love it, love it. More for them, more for them. I'm working myself to the bone here. That's why he's falling asleep at seven o'clock. Folks. There you go. I'm worn down. More slop sauce for the piggies. I'm worn down. Damn it. Oh, see what y'all have done to us. You've reduced us to blubbering messes here, and it's not even week four yet. I'm still having fun, folks. Addy's a shell of himself. I'm having a good time too. I'm having so much. You need another tiny, another tiny coat. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, no drinking tonight. I can still have fun without booze. <laughs> As he just slowly sips from his hip flask. Try to be up all night drinking. Drinking. And crying. Uh, and tweeting. Listening back to the pod. Beating myself up over the misspeakings. The misspeakings. Oh, you guys crack me up with that. Hope you all enjoyed. Shout out to our patrons and our listener league participants. We're actually going to be doing a little listener league update. Four weeks into the season. Oh, wow. Where do things stand? With the five districts, we will be checking in to let y'all know. We're both sitting at two and one right now, Addy, in our yeah. main league. So Daddy's team woke up in our in our main league. That I was did. a little worried. Had a nice week three. Yes, sir. We're back. Hope y'all boys enjoyed that next FFL. Daddy's back. How's the other league looking? <laughs> Just that little sound is all we need, folks. And we'll take you out on that. Y'all enjoy, and until later this week when we got the preview pod coming up, y'all enjoy the Thursday night game, and we will see you all here later this week.